You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can always subscribe on iTunes or iHeartRadio or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. In this episode, I'm really excited for this one. We're going to be covering the rise and rise of the Genesis framework. And in order to do that, we've brought a very special guest to the show, core contributor to Genesis and general community leader, Mr. Gary Jones. Gary, welcome to the show. Thank you much for the invite. How are you doing, David? Doing great and uh, so glad to talk to you here today. I know uh, you know you and I spoke uh, shortly after WP Engine acquired Studio Press and the Genesis Framework, and I really enjoyed that opportunity to get to know you then, um, but also enjoying this opportunity today to get to know you a little bit better and uh, share a little bit um, about the Genesis Framework um, with those who are not familiar with it. So basically, what we're going to be covering today are Gary's thoughts on the kind of history and evolution of Genesis the power of the community behind Genesis, which is really quite large and impressive. And and then at the end, really how brands and agencies use Genesis kind of in their day-to-day to scale the work they do and, frankly, to build better experiences. So um, fun, fun stuff. And if you're unfamiliar with the Genesis framework, you're, you're on the right podcast. Uh, and Gary, Gary's quite an uh, informed person. And Gary, you have, you have history, right? It's not just like you picked up the Genesis framework last week. No, no, I've been... Uh... Yeah, been using Genesis for about eight years now and contributing to it for all that time as well. So yeah, fairly fairly in depth 
usage and knowledge of, of the code base and the community uh, and everything that surrounds Genesis. Awesome. Well, I know, uh, and I actually ran a Genesis agency for five years and was involved with the community, but, you know, one of the roles I have at WP Engine was leading the acquisition team behind Studio Press, and your name just kept coming up over and over and over again. So again, uh, super excited to have you here today to talk about these things. But you, you also have some big news. You just accepted a position. Is that correct, Gary? Yeah, that is correct. After 10 years of uh, running my own agency, which was a predominantly a Genesis-based uh, agency as well, uh, I have accepted an offer to be a VIP developer at Automatic. Uh, and I start uh, as of kind of the date of recording next week. But as of, I think when this recording goes live, then uh, it'll be tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. You're talking to future Gary now. But uh, congratulations on that. Um, such a good company to get aligned with. And uh, glad you found a home there. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Awesome. So you told us your, your Genesis origin story a little bit there, but I'm kind of curious, what is your WordPress origin story? How did you first get kind of connected to the WordPress world? Uh, so I started many moons ago. Uh, my first real experience of writing code uh, for the web was when I went to university back in 1998. Uh, kind of the IT suites were available all night, and that was my first chance of to experience kind of uh, permanently connected web. Uh, the IT suites were rocking the latest in the browsers or Netscape Navigator and IE4 at that time. Uh, I soon found some online chat rooms. Um, they're not live now, unfortunately, um, but they were kind of fairly simple affair. You type text into a field, you hit submit, and every few seconds a page would reload uh, with the updated chat from yourself and others. Um, some of the folks had colored text, though, so I was kind of wondering how they did that and how they had different size text, and depending which browser you're using, the, the text scrolled across or the text flashed. Um, and when I found out how to do that, then it was the, the HTML. And so my first introduction to, to coding was the font, marquee, and blink tags. So it was a promising start. From there, I kind of moved on to GeoCities, and uh, as every kind of self-respecting new developer did in the 90s. And uh, it was just kind of static HTML pages. I later discovered that it had server-side includes, and then CSS appeared. Um, so I didn't have to spend my days updating kind of 30 different files just because I changed the footer, for instance. Um, during the next eight years or so, I graduated from university. I started teaching in schools and prisons, uh, moved my site over to some kind of proper hosting. Um, the design still sucked. I never claimed to be a designer. Um, and it wasn't yet WordPress, but all that time it was just a hobby. Uh, around 2007, I had to go to uh, or went to Malaysia. My wife was sent on work out there. And because I wasn't allowed to work out there, then I kind of started playing uh, and discovered WordPress around then and started playing with it and experimenting and customizing. Uh, and from that point, uh, I was definitely hooked into WordPress. It was around about version 2.3 at that time. So you you touched on a lot of bases there. You got IE4, you got flashing <laughs> text, you got GeoCities. Um, you're really building your resume up. I see why VIP and Automatic hired you, Gary. Absolutely. I, yeah, I'm just kind of top like drawer. Stellar top resume here. Um, um, but, I mean, yeah, it, it's fun to kind of think of these, this history that kind of somebody like myself has gone through who's completely self-taught, um, but we didn't have kind of uh, the, the Zacks and the Wezzes around at the time to offer kind of the courses on kind of the latest and greatest within uh, kind of web development. So if you didn't go to university and learn it there, I mean, my, my degree was in teaching, so uh, I was all self-taught and that's for me has been the best way of doing it. I've taken the long way around. It's taken 20 years. 11 years of WordPress and 10 years running an agency, but that's a lot of experience and kind of cases to, to come across and be, be a, not necessarily a, a better developer, but an all-round developer 
because of that experience. So. Well, I'm with you there coming up in the 90s and, and having to be self-taught because there certainly wasn't uh, certainly college material, but definitely even the courses and things we enjoy today. So um, fun times. Um, so now shifting gears a little bit, you know, kind of the topic of the podcast is kind of around Genesis and what it is and why people use it and that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, obviously your role as an open source contributor to Genesis, I think for the, all this time, um, you know, kind of puts you in a unique position to answer these questions. But, um, you know, this question comes up a lot to me, but like, what benefits does Genesis afford to a business or an agency? Like why choose a theme framework like Genesis or any of the other theme frameworks out there? It's there's a few different reasons, but for me as a business, it was a chance to grow. Uh, so be able to grow my business because it was a tool that I could make use of, uh, but also for my own kind of brand and reputation um, that I wanted to establish myself, uh, not just kind of in the WordPress niche of web development, but in the kind of the Genesis niche of the WordPress community. Um, so it was my chance to, to be part of the community, to get involved. Um, and if this was a tool that I was going to be basing my business on, then I wanted to see it always be continued to be improved. Um, by contributing to the code base, I got exposure and referrals from Brian Gardner, um, who people who were contacting him, somebody who wanted a website, wanted to kind of Genesis developer, he would perhaps pass those on to me. Um, but also spending times in the forums uh, and kind of helping people in the Genesis. Uh, it was originally a Skype group, um, and then there's a Facebook group. There was a LinkedIn group um, on Twitter, and at the moment, obviously, we've got a Slack workspace. Um, I was getting referrals from other developers for projects that they couldn't manage um, and kind of doing code audits for them, which helped to improve their coding abilities as well as whatever project they were working on. Um, so even before you actually start looking at the, the code and how that can help kind of speed development, then uh, the community is a, a big factor of why you use Genesis. You know, it's so funny. I, I, I asked you the question, like, what benefits did it provide? And, and you didn't talk about uh, in the beginning around workflows. You didn't talk about capabilities. You didn't talk about features. You talked almost exclusively about the community. And I think, you know, that's one of the powers, I think, of WordPress, but then also certainly the Genesis sub-community. And, you know, as I, I've engaged with the community more, um, you know, having been involved with it more, um, you know, seeing that sub community and and how it help how they help, help people help each other, how people help each other to succeed and the benefits that they extract from participating um, and contributing um, has really been really uh, awe inspiring. And and to hear you have that be your first response um, was was kind of testament to that. So then, if we switch gears a little bit, and so if if the if the primary driver of benefit for you was the strength of the community and how you were able to both contribute, but then also kind of extract value and benefit from participating. What is the more technical reasons? Like why do people use Genesis and theme frameworks? It's I mentioned it briefly before. It's the speed of development. Um, the, the way Genesis is built and can be customized, it makes use of the, the action and filter hooks rather than kind of template parts. Um, and that benefit is means you don't have to edit multiple files to make the same change in different contexts. I and mean, if you look at the latest 2017, I think the main element appears seven times across various different files and templates. So if you want to add an attribute to it, it means editing seven files, whereas Genesis being a little bit more abstracted means it's four lines of code for me to, to add a, a, an attribute in there. Um, the snippets to do any of those customizations are templatable. So um, you, you can have text or keyboard shortcuts in your um, IDE, 
that makes dropping in the logic easier um for developers it's you've got the same code base to work on whatever the site looks like kind of the visual design of what the child theme um has to be to meet the uh requirements for the client is completely decoupled from genesis itself and how you go about doing those customizations um you get built-in value for the client so you can let them choose kind of the layout per page or kind of it's got the basic seo field supports um and then there's a ton of plugins that will allow them to choose kind of what the footer or other hooked in content will contain so it's flexible for advanced developers but also for um other perhaps less novice novice people yeah and i do want to touch on that absolutely i do want to touch on that and it's it's interesting but to kind of recap it's uh, efficiency because you're working within a framework so you kind of have a bit of a common language it's abstracted or in a sense um, kind of decoupling the notion of your theme settings with your theme itself and in, in some ways so it enhances things like theme portability um, but uh, but it was interesting to kind of hear your observations on some of the benefits of the engineering side and you started to talk about the novice side um, and what I want to do is after this quick break we're going to come back and I want to kind of dig into a little bit of that kind of dual personality of Genesis so everybody hang tight and we'll be right back Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Content Marketing World 2018 comes to Cleveland, Ohio, September 4th through the 7th. Learn more at contentmarketingworld.com. Content Marketing World 2018 is the one event where you will learn and network with the best and brightest in the content marketing industry. Content Marketing World will have over 120 sessions and workshops presented by the leading brand marketers and experts from around the world covering strategy, storytelling, ROI, demand generation, AI, and more. Leave Cleveland with all the materials you need to build a content marketing plan that will grow your business and inspire your audience. Save $100 off of registration using promo code radio That's radio and the number 100. Don't miss Content Marketing World 2018 in Cleveland, Ohio, September 4th through the 7th. Register now at contentmarketingworld.com. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for its 7th Annual International Mobile Web Award Competition. This award program is an opportunity for mobile developers to demonstrate their expertise in this growing medium. It recognizes the individual and team achievements of web professionals all over the world who create and maintain outstanding responsive and mobile websites and mobile applications. Deadline for entry is September 28, 2018. Submit your entry today at www.mobile-webaward.org. That's mobile-webaward.org. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Let's press forward with more Press This only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Press This WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. 
and I'm interviewing Gary Jones, one of the core contributors to the Genesis framework. And right before the break, Gary, you were sharing some of the benefits that uh, Genesis provides to development teams. And you started to kind of get into a little bit about um, how Genesis can also be beneficial for the novice user. And, you know, Genesis is kind of funny and the community is kind of funny because it has this dual personality, right? It helps um, yep. novice people build better sites, but it also helps advanced teams build sites faster and more performant. Um, so how do you think you kind of shared your, your thoughts on Genesis's role, uh, for the, maybe the advanced developer, but what are your thoughts for say the more novice, like website user or person building their own site? What are the benefits of leveraging something like Genesis? The benefits is it comes from the same origin as the fact that kind of Genesis is built on the, the hooks API. Um, so the same way that advanced teams can hook their customize, customizations in directly, uh, it's the same way that you can get tools like kind of Design Palette Pro or Genesis Extender, Genesis Layout Extras, Genesis Super Customizer. These are all kind of plugins that are either free or premium in, in the uh, WordPress space, um, either from StudioPress or kind of third parties that allow Genesis users who are not uh, comfortable kind of in the command line or with code to, to make the changes that they want to do. Um, it's very easy to see. I mean, there's so many Genesis-specific plugins. It's, it's easy to see how Genesis acts a bit like kind of post-CSS or Remark with all of their kind of respective separate kind of customization packages. Um, it is the framework. It is the hub. And there's a lot of ways to extend that that you aren't just reliant on the main uh, kind of Genesis itself. I think the issue, uh, the main issue of this dual personality it comes down is to the marketing is going to be the tricky bit of the dual personality. Uh, it's going to be a fine line to, to, to balance. Um, if you have a look at kind of uh, one of the, the pages, the plugins page on the StudioPress website, it mentions kind of 15 plugins that StudioPress has built, um, and there's only one from a third party yet. Third party there yet. There's many free and open source uh, plugins that exist on WordPress.org and GitHub. Um, I think there's 219 at my last count that are specific to Genesis on WordPress.org. And, then and there'll be many more. That, I mean, I know I've got some on GitHub that I've not uh, yeah. put on WordPress.org. So, but I mean. Again, down the, the marketing issue is that if you look on kind of the main Genesis page, it includes some words because I was looking at it earlier today, like kind of schema.org and microdata and turnkey designs. Now, for some audiences, that's just going to be jargon. Then as novice users, they're not going to know what that is, necessarily care what that is. Um, and perhaps there's some sort of level of education there that they will benefit from this if they only understood what it is. But yet for other kind of perhaps more advanced people, that might be exactly the type of kind of features that they're looking for um, and so marketing this dual personality uh, kind of package is is where the, the trick is I think yeah it certainly can be challenging speaking to both audiences but if you for me I don't know if you think about like the WordPress context for a minute it also has the same issue or the same dual personality where it's used by um, novice non-web developers non-wordpress developers extensively and in millions of times and then it's also used by advanced teams and huge agencies building super complex things um, and I don't know, it's, it's almost like the flexibility of WordPress, but then also in, in the Genesis context, the flexibility of Genesis allows you to use tools that make it easy as a novice, but then uh, also allows, say, your engineering team or your developer or your agency to build crazy stuff, but build it in a way that makes it easy for you as a novice to then work with and deal with. Um, have you found that to be true? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely stuff that uh, for client work that I've been part of that uh, we've gone over and above probably what anybody ever thought Genesis would be able to do. 
um, just because we've done some customizations and we've moved uh, parts of the page around and we've added in um, more semantics or removed bits and pieces that kind of weren't needed. So yeah, it's very flexible for, for those who need it, but it's that same flexibility that allows these extra tools to be used as well. Yeah, great, great points. Um, and again, kind of parallel to the the power of WordPress itself, which I think is, is really interesting. So um, earlier you, you talked about kind of the role that the community played in, in your business and uh, the Genesis community in particular. Um, and I know that there have been, you know, I've talked to, you know, half a dozen people that have talked about, you know, kind of their journey as a WordPress developer and, and um, Genesis and other frameworks role in that and helping them, you know, build complex experiences, build things kind of above their punching weight in a little bit. And that, you know, a lot of that value came from the community as well, help them figure out problems, learn new things. But how do you think of the overall benefit to the community? Like you explained how it like it affected you, but like when you engage with people in the community when you see others engage with them like what benefits do you think people are getting from participating uh and predominantly support uh for those who want to do customizations there's a ton of tutorials out there and i know that for the kind of upcoming versions of genesis where we uh might be looking at changing some bits and pieces one of the key factors is well let's not break things so much that those tutorials no longer work so that's very important um there's you can kind of look at slack there's the community support forums there's groups on other platforms, there's Genesis Meetup. There's lots of ways to find and interact with kind of other Genesis users. From there, you can ask about how to do X or find the best plugin to do Y. Um, one prominent member of the community, uh, a gentleman called Sridhar, uh, and he went along the forums and he was answering um, just for kind of everyone's benefit. But instead of just answering the forum questions specifically, he was putting it onto his own website and then actually could build up a, a business from that because he built up all these tutorials, 300, 400 tutorials, uh, and linked back to them from the, the support form, for the person who asked the question. Uh, and from there, he was able to turn it into a premium uh, website. So that community aspect has allowed him to, to develop a, a kind of subscription business model. Um, in terms of other support, I mean, we had a Genesis camp, which was like a virtual conference, so a bit like the Word Sesh uh, conference in the the wider uh, WordPress environment. Uh, and that was 2015, and we had something like 36, 38 videos, uh, and it was covering development workflows or how to deal with clients or understanding Genesis hooks or selling maintenance plans, internationalization. Um, I was part of the UK Genesis uh, kind of set up there and we did a podcast episode there was troy dean doing about recurring revenue so there's a lot of things that excuse me <clears throat> isn't just uh, related to how do you do x with the code in genesis but how do you run your business how do you as a freelancer or a small agency kind of make best use of genesis to uh, to grow your your situation i love that you called that out and and specifically schreeder and the work that he did, um, I got a chance to talk to him the other day and, and learn more about his backstory. And, uh, you know, it's really just kind of inspiring to see that, you know, he started all that, not starting a business, but helping others. And then through that, um, was able to establish a business, you know, that provided a good stream that provides a good stream of income. And so, um, it's so interesting to see that. But then even like, if you go to the Genesis WordPress Facebook group, and look at people's questions in there, and, and they're very particular. Like you said, support is a is a key part of this. Um, and they'll they'll say, how in this way do I do this thing, or using this feature, how do I accomplish this objective? And there'll be like half a dozen to, to you know multiple dozens of of responses helping them 
um, thinking about it, offering options, um, and then uh, again, just to see that and see that level of assistance from the community, I, I thought was also really inspiring. Um, and then, to, as you pointed out, all the different businesses that have kind of popped up in that ecosystem and really in, in kind of the sense of community or like the analogy of stone soup, right? I'll, I'll bring a little something, you bring a little something, and we'll walk away with a good meal. Um, but to see that kind of expressed, um, I thought was was really interesting. Of course, we see that in the broader WordPress context, but um, to, to, you know, live that on the kind of edges in my Genesis agency and then kind of come more into the, the center as we've, you know, kind of a, um, worked with the community and work with the products, um, I, I think was even a little bit surprising to me. I don't know if I've, I've participated in a group that's active with helping people. Yeah, and I, I know Brian, uh, Brian Gardner was very keen uh, there might be kind of I'd come up with a suggestion. Oh, perhaps we need kind of an advanced sample theme. Perhaps we need this. Perhaps we need that. And he said, "Well, look, if if we're not doing it at StudioPress, you go ahead in the community and you do it because we will support you to do that. Um, and if you come up with a subscription model that does this or some other service, um, I think there's some people who are doing services from converting from the the HTML5, uh, sorry, no, the XHTML uh, Genesis child themes into HTML5 child themes. Um, and it was a particular service particular kind of niche um it wasn't something that was going to be automated from studio press so people could kind of do that as a business and studio press uh, and the genesis community would support that so yeah very very interesting to see that happen as well excellent i i i, I certainly feel the yoke of that heritage as as uh, you know i participate in helping to support the community moving forward um, and, uh, you know, the, the kind of principles that Brian set down and operated by that the, the community then kind of reacted to and kind of oriented around, you know, to me is, is a great, uh, degree of responsibility that I, that, you know, we feel necessary, um, you know, we feel necessary to honor and to support and to grow and expand. Um, so I think these are, these are fun things to do. Um, and, uh, and glad also to have Brian Gardner, um, as our partner in, in still doing that and continuing that legacy. So um, I do have some more questions, Gary. This is fun, interesting stuff. But we're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to dig more into Genesis and the community. So everybody hang tight, and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. 
Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Everyone, welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, talking about the Genesis framework with Genesis core contributor and automatician, Mr. Gary Jones. Gary, uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about the power of the community and the role that it plays in supporting others and even things like spawning businesses and um, all of that cool stuff. But, uh, but I wanted to kind of wind back the clock a little bit. Because at a point in time, you had discovered Genesis, you had discovered the community, you kind of wanted to participate and be part of its future and be a contributor. But what was that moment? What was that moment you decided, um, for example, and I mentioned earlier, I ran a Genesis agency. I never bothered with learning how to contribute or having my staff contribute. I never bothered with really participating in the community, I think to my detriment. But you did. You did bother with that. You did lean into that. What was that moment for you where you said, look, this isn't going to directly drive revenue for me, but I still feel the need to do it. What, how did you make that transition? My, my, <clears throat> excuse me, my story starts even further back than that. When I first started to get into WordPress, somebody suggested the thesis theme, um, and I used that for a couple of years. And that served well for the time. It allowed me to create client projects and client websites. And but where where I got frustrated with it was, I mean, two parts. One, it seems to work against WordPress. It has very opinionated um, kind of concepts and approaches, whereas Genesis tends to work kind of with WordPress. But the second was that I really wanted to help improve um, the code base be it through documentation, through a new feature, through better code standards, whatever it might be, um, and just found that I was being kind of uh, blocked on on doing that. There just was no interest in me being part of that. Uh, I then was introduced to Genesis. Uh, a lady called Darcy had uh, was already part. She, she, she was in Thesis kind of community and had moved over to Genesis, um, and she told me about it, and I kind of looked at it, and then she kind of very quickly introduced me to, to Brian Gardner via email, and uh, it, it kind of Yep, very standard introduction email. He said, oh, well, if there's any any suggestions for Genesis, then kind of please let me know. And I, I sent him a, a big, long email list of uh, of items that I think could be improved. And I was like, well, okay, yeah, we need to get you on board here. Um, and so it was that willingness to be open and to listen and to kind of request and require kind of contribute, well, not require, but to request contributions uh, or allow contributions to be made. That was kind of the turning point. It's like, yeah, somebody wants to listen um, I, I don't know it all, but I probably know some things different. So if they're wanting to, to listen, I'll, I'll go ahead. And as I said before, if it can help improve my business, because that's what I'm going to base my my client work around, uh, let alone my kind of brand and reputation, then that's, that's what I want to help with. Um, it was only kind of later that I realized that kind of helping so much on the forums, for instance, well, so being part of the forums allowed me to not only kind of answer those questions and build the knowledge base uh, of the code, but also to help individuals uh, kind of improve theirs while at the same time improving my brand and reputation. That's uh, that's really, really great thought. So basically the gist is that this was an important tool for you and that without having that voice 
and the ability to help improve it uh, maybe felt a little powerless, but by having uh, the voice and the ability to contribute and make it better, you ultimately made your own product better and and in the process benefited from all the ancillary benefits of the community in, in terms of your business and so on and so forth. Um, really, really interesting to think about those things. Uh, I have a friend actually who runs a conference. And I remember he was telling me the story back in the day. He went to uh, someone who ran the kind of industry's biggest conference at the time and said, hey, we have some ideas. I think it'd be fun to do this. And that person flat out rejected those ideas. And so he and his partner went out and started their own conference. And now that is the industry leading conference in that particular industry. And uh, But it was that moment where if that person had just listened, if that person would just been thoughtful about those suggestions, um, they could have had allies in helping them in their mission rather than um, someone that might be going else uh, out elsewhere. Not that you would have done that per se, but um, but to have that outlet with Genesis was was helpful for you to make sure that you could rely on the product and have a voice in its future. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so last question here, and, and maybe a real quick one, but what is the one fun story from the history of Genesis? Uh, as quick as you can. Not so much with Genesis. The only one uh, I could think of is that uh, back in 2013, WordCamp Europe in Leiden, uh, it was lunchtime. I was standing outside. I was chatting to Joost de Valk, uh, obviously head of Joost. And uh, yeah, we were just having a conversation. It was the first time I'd met him. I was still kind of very starry-eyed as kind of one of these WordPress kind of heroes. And uh, somebody kind of came up to interrupt, said, oh, kind of really sorry to disturb you guys. And uh, then started talking to me saying, Gary, I'm just want to thank you for the work you've done in Genesis, for um, everything you've done. It's been really helpful. I've learned a lot and so on and so forth. Uh, really complimentary towards me. And then he effectively just walked off. And the fact that he did just kind of interrupted myself and Yost Valk, and I think, well, hang on, he's talking to me and not Yost. Now, perhaps he knew Yost already, perhaps he already spoke, I don't know. But it was interesting, or I find it uh, kind of mind-blowing that uh, somebody would, at that point, come and talk to me and thank me for the stuff I've done on Genesis, even though the very famous, even back then, kind of Yost of Elk was, uh, was standing there as well. Oh, that's a, that is a fun story. Uh, well, I, I definitely thank you, Gary, for your contributions. Um, and so this is, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, Yost actually used to host this podcast. Um, and then, I didn't, uh, didn't know that. Yep, yep, yep. And so, so now uh, I have the helm, uh, but uh, uh, funny, funny story to hear. So, um, Gary, I wanted to thank you so much for joining the show today. This has been really enlightening and interesting, and I really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you for inviting. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone else for listening to Press This, uh, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. Just a reminder, you can always subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.